Hi, welcome to Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about the Metaverse for education. And as you can see, we're actually in a pretty cool Metaverse world that um, Carlos and team built, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first of all, um, hola, Carlos, uh, how are you today? Hello, Rene. It's um, fine. It's really a pleasure to be here with you, and thank you very much for your kind invitation. Awesome. Well, um, Carlos Ochoa, you have done a lot of amazing things in the past, and again, also this Metaverse world we're going to talk a little bit later about. But please, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to you know, 3D, AR, VR, Metaverse, and education. Okay, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, first I'd like to introduce myself as an uh, engineer because uh, I studied engineering in the Polytechnical University of Madrid. I got an MBA by Babson College and I studied IT and GIS at Siemens Data Technik Schule in Germany, where I had the opportunity for two years to stay in Munich and Berlin. Uh, learning about uh, everything, all the secrets about the IT in the in the 90s. And also I had the opportunity to meet incredible people and teams and teachers from, um, let's say, the, GI, the, the historical GI, GIS systems like uh, Professor Ackerman or uh, Smith were, um, were my, my team during the past years. Then I had the opportunity to be involved in many European R&D projects where we were starting to work with image processing, VR, data capture, 3D simulations. And I had the opportunity to collaborate with many, many R&D centers like Fraunhofer Institution or universities from UK, Germany or France. I got more than 30 years of experience with big multinationals. I was working for more than 15 years in Siemens. I was working for Zagentia, it's an RD company, Altran, Eptron, and just since the last 15 years, I decided to start my entrepreneur program with my own companies like Learning Consulting or One Digital Consulting, which is my last project. Awesome. Uh, before we dive into our today's questions, um, can you actually show us a little bit around in your fantastic world here and tell us a little bit about it? Oh, yeah. Well, this is really a, an incredible experience that we have developed for this amazing project. We call it Madrid in Game. So the city of Madrid decided to start to build a, a new environment, or let's say a new uh, concept to develop the startup ecosystems around what we call it the uh, video games industry. So when we started to develop this uh, virtual world, the idea was to understand where are the really needs of the uh, uh, entrepreneurs, the startups, and how we could develop a platform where different startups can join and uh, collaborate with people all around the world. So what we decided, just learning from our past experiences, was to create, let's say, an environment that was uh, some kind of inspiration around the Green Park of Madrid, it is Casa de Campo, 
where you can see all these uh, amazing trees and forests that are the same places that we have in the real place, but uh, together with our amazing team, Andy, Fidel, Klaus, and Christy, we developed this inspirational space where you can see different rings where we call it innovation, uh, innovation road or ignition road where the people can accelerate their process and interconnect with people all around the world. And we have inspirational places where the people can meet and they can sit down and collaborate and talk about their, uh, the projects, their ideas, or they can move around this amazing pathway where we call it the same innovation area just for inspiration. And you can hear and you can see all these details where we think we can inspire the people to feel real in a, an amazing place where they can develop their ideas. We have a lake, we have different areas for connections, we have places to grow and to develop your mind, your ideas, or connect, as I tell you, with others. So the architectural design was not, uh, let's say, in the standard way of design, we thought that it was great to work or to think about the futuristic area where we have different places like the Agora, we call it Imagination, or we have the excellent clubs where the CEOs from different companies come to the campus of excellence to talk about their experiences and to help the uh, startups to understand what is the, 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 the business of the entrepreneurs and how to develop the, the future of this ecosystem. Here you can see the map of all the different places and areas that are, some areas are specific for entrepreneurs, another areas are specific for international events, and another are for networking. So now we can go to the immersive theater and we can continue our talk there, okay? Let's do this. Okay, go there. All right. Here you can see we have the Ignition Road, where it's like a Hall of Fame, where the most relevant startups can promote themselves with some pictures, videos. And now we can access directly to the immersive theater. So we can go there. All right, going there. Ooh, it's like a kind of a wormhole. That was a cool animation, like a wormhole animation that brought us here in this amazing theater. Yes, space. this is a teletransportation. <laughs> Love it. That's cool. So should we take a seat and continue our conversation? Absolutely, there? yeah. All right. So I'll follow you to the stage. And folks, just look around. I mean, this looks pretty awesome, in fact. You can see here is like an open theater to the universe. And uh, all the, uh, let's say, the vegetables and the forest and the, the assets were specific developed for this project. So the thing is that we wanted to engage the people to stay here to connect every single day, one day and another. This is why it's so, so impact, you know? Yeah, oh, I like that. All right, Carlos. So let's continue our conversation that we, that we had. Um... So let me take a seat over here, actually, so I can see you a little bit better. Okay, great. All right, so let's take this one, and there you are. Um, all right, Carlos, so 
there's always a question that I'm sure you will answer very well um, that I ask any participant here. And what is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential opportunities in particular for educational scenarios? Well, this is a good question, you know. So, yeah. um, I love to say that for me, metaverse is, uh, is a place where time and space are playing chess. And you say, what? <laughs> yeah. It's based on Albert Einstein's thoughts. A human being is part of uh, the whole call by us universe, a part limited in time and space. So what? The key elements here, time and space. Metaverse versus universe, human being versus avatar. So re the relation between time and space is just the key that will help us to understand what is the value of the metaverse if we want to talk about this. So, for instance, just to give you an example, in the field of arts and music, the artists create metaphorical universes or ephemeral universes, spaces, experiences, and impulses that are unique, unrepeatable, and they are lived in the moment and disappear. So what can we do here with virtual worlds offer as the opportunity, but with the possibility to exponentially increase in like new, so we can locally save the environment, the dimensions, we can collaborate in groups, we can connect with people who never had the opportunity to get in contact with a space like this. So from the technical part of you using this word, it was, uh, let's say, and you and me had some experience about that. I can remember our meeting in online Educa in Berlin just uh, one year ago. So the thing is that I think that there was a lot of corruption about the, the world, the world, sorry, of metaverse. So just to tell you or to explain a little bit about my experience with the virtual worlds in education, uh, I can remember in 2005 or 2004, I began a journey through the evolution of uh, my e-learning platform that I developed with my company, Learning Consulting, to a virtual education platform called Edutopia. It was a very ambitious project that allowed us to start exploring this medium, bringing schools and the educational community closer to the 3D worlds and virtual reality. Imagine this a scenario where Unity, even nobody had an idea that uh, Unity, Unreal, or all, all these game engines were uh, in the present situation at this is. So it was a really tough work to develop these kinds of tools and uh, uh, programs and so on. So we developed a platform with avatars, interactive games, tools for teachers, students, collaboration. And it was almost 20 years ago. You can imagine thousands of students in Spain that could access online and free to this uh, platform. Yes, it happened for more than 10 years, but now it was lost. So then we moved to, let's say, a new environment. Uh, in just in, it was in 2013 when we started to develop the first simulators and digital twins for the industry especially in collaboration with Siemens. And then it was uh, in 2017 when we launched uh, the Smart Education Labs program with the Ministry of Education of uh, United Arab Emirates. 
it was really a pioneering project and advanced education and digitalization of classrooms. And uh, we started to work with uh, Oculus, uh, VR devices, and Samsung uh, mobile phones that was pretty amazing, this kind of uh, uh, technology, bringing your own device at the school. And uh, well, we can say that today in 2023, we are launching this amazing program in Madrid in game, just uh, in an hybrid uh, uh, format together with the advanced labs and XR uh, video labs and virtual production labs. So the evolution has been from education from schools and now for entrepreneurs, and uh, I think, as I tell you, or you mentioned previously, education is the basis. So this is why we put our focus on education. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, also to hear all about your experience and building this since, well, we can say almost decades, right? And so you learned a lot about educational scenarios and I fully agree. I mean, there's big potential also in the metaverse when it comes to educational content. Um, one of the, uh, like you said, we we were in a panel together at the online Educa uh, conference last year. Yeah, right, which, right. <laughs> which was uh, actually it was pretty awesome. It wasn't just a panel; it was a kind of a debate in a English Parliament style, and there was like two opposing and two proposing views. And um, yeah, Carlos did an amazing job, and uh, also the the other panelists did did very well. Also, Andy, um, we had her also on the Meta Minutes podcast before. Andy Fidel was also there. And yeah, you know, she told me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty an awesome experience, and uh, I think, yeah, that was also good to see all the interest from your online educational people, if you will, that had all this interest in metaverse and how can you explore it. And like I said, one example I always bring and that I also brought last year is um, certain content you can just you can easier and better explain in three D, and we can have. 3D worlds where we might have virtual reality devices that support stereo 3D. So think about math, mathematics, uh, think about physics. Um, completely, certain, completely agree. Right? Certain experiments, especially in physics, like are very hard to, um, to show to the students in classroom because you need expensive setup, a long running setup, and you can replicate it easier and better in um, VR. And some things you cannot even see, like you know, invisible forces like magnetic fields, for example. Right and other things, and then you can visualize it even on real-world objects with augmented reality. Anyhow, but I think there's there's a lot of opportunity. Not only that, I mean, also think about history, right? Bringing historic places back to life and so on. There's so much potential, and I'm I'm glad that folks like you are very active in this space. Um, talking about your experience uh, and your long-standing experience in the field of XR, AR, VR, MR, and so on, and also of course real-time 3D. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you also hear a lot. Uh, this kind of, well, I would say is a misconception. But anyhow, a lot of people ask me about it. Oh yeah, that's the metaverse. Why is it new? It's just second life again. Like what? What's what's happened there? And what what is new about the metaverse stuff? And and you know, of course, sometimes I feel also like history is repeating. Uh, but maybe not in in this case here. I don't know. But what's your take on that sentiment? Well, it depends on the day, you know, and the feelings. But, uh, well, I can tell you something, because uh, during the, the past time of uh, 
second life is the, the, the time where we developed Edutopia, that it was pretty amazing, believe me. So, but uh, we are in a different time. So, and, and the, the different space, if we look back, some things seems to be the same for some people, but they are completely different. We are in a different moment in which uh, the, the techno technological convergence allow us to reach places that are pretty unimaginable years ago. But there is a lack of ideas from my point of view, from my humble point of view, experts and talent capable of visualization, visualizing if from the experience and projecting it in a new dimension to avoid uh, past mistake. And this is very, very important. When I said that we are in a different moment, you can see that we are living in a permanent crisis situation where uncertainty, sorry, uncertainty is a key factor of a new equation and of operation of known world. The need of permanently adapt to the environment, the speed of access to information, new forms of communication, digitation, artificial intelligence, robotics, and so on, need to be included in the, in the education ecosystems. And we need to change the paradigm to uh, of focus. Instead of focus on an individual, we need to focus on the community. And this is something that it was not the focus on uh, second life or past experiences. So this is the big challenge, and this is the necessary change. The creation of a special networks where experiences, ideas, and projects can be shared to transform the society from a global perspective that has never been accessible until now. You know, and this is something that, as I said in the very beginning, we are in a different moment, in a different time, where the opportunities are huge. But we need to learn how to provide value to the ecosystem and to the society. I fully agree, uh, especially like you were saying, it's different times now. And what, what has also changed <coughs> since, uh, what has also changed since the beginning of the second lifetime is uh, we have also a lot of technology advancements that happen. Um, like let's say real-time 3D, right? Got a huge boost in terms of computer, computational power, in terms of rendering quality, uh, but also aspects like, um, like you said, you know, like being able to collaborate with each other requires computational power, but also networking power, right? So we have things like, um, let's say, uh, 5G, right? Or we have like fast internet connectivity that, that has also uh, being a big driving factor, of course. And the third Absolutely, one, yeah. And the third one is also, of course, AI, right? Like we have a lot of things that are happening right now, especially with gen generative AI. Um, that will also enable us to create content faster because like these worlds are great but you need to build it and you need to have a lot of content right so being able to use generative ai to to make these more well it's kind of a democratization of 3d content creation in the end right that is that is happening right now and uh, yeah i think that is that is spot on and will be a big driving factor um fully fully agree fully agree with you yeah. right uh, you're, you're, I mean, you wear so many hats, right? You're uh, uh, working at a lot of things, uh, but you're also the president of the Virtual VR and AR Association Madrid chapter, uh, also a principal member of the Metaverse Standards Forum, and uh, you know, also consultant advisor, and even for the European Commission, from what I was reading, um, and which also has the Metaverse on their agenda, right? So that's that's actually pretty interesting what the European Commission is proposing there. I saw a bunch of 
of these um, uh, outcomes like just before summer break and I also participated in some of the calls there with the European Commission in the past so I'm really uh, interested also in your perspective uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about it uh, what are the main challenges the metaverse is facing for wider adoption how can we overcome those and what can we do in Europe well this this is a, a great question well uh, let's start from the beginning I've been well from let's say since my very beginning when I start to to I started to study at the university I always loved to be involved in communities or uh, uh, organizations or foundations just to learn and to collaborate and to hear the voices of all the colleagues and the different uh, members of the different areas or perspectives and uh, so just i think if it was five years ago when i started to to promote myself as, as co-chair of the vrar education committee Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of, uh, let's say, participants, uh, coaches, and uh, it took, let's say, more than three years to get a very stable organization. Today, we got more than 700 members from all continents. Can you imagine 700 members from uh, states, uh, Canada, Europe, Asia, and from the most relevant universities or enterprises, companies? that can promote their voices and hear their voices and share experiences, use cases. So it's really, for me, it's like um, a prize, you know. I'm really happy to, to be the, the, the promoter of this uh, uh, committee. Now I'm working with Alex Grady, the responsible of uh, education in Unity, and Colin, Colin uh, that is a really incredible lady from uh, the university in in the states and we are i think we are doing a great job trying to share all the demands uh, needs and requirements of the education for the near future talking about other forums like a metaverse standard forum i i was i think one of the first members when i saw this initiative i said okay i have to be there because this is an mm -hmm. opportunity to learn and to share experiences and not only to publish blogs and, you know, and I know this and that. So at, at the very beginning, I thought it was a little bit tough because we are many, many members, but we need to write some rules, some norms. This is something that we are very good in Europe. And I think this will help us to create a very, very strong consortium for the future. And this is why I love to be part of this uh, environment. As I'm an uh, advisor of Instituto Tecnológico de Monterrey, Alberta Innovate, some Swiss uh, organizations. But talking about the European Commission, they invite me just uh, three years ago to collaborate in the, let's say, in the research and analysis of the future trends of uh, cultural heritage in, in the in VR and the trends of uh, mm -hmm. the VR in cultural heritage. So why cultural heritage? It's because in Europe we have an amazing world of cultural heritage. And this was one of the first steps. Then I, I started to collaborate with the European Commission, evaluating some projects about virtual platforms, metaverse platforms. And there is a lot of movement, but uh, at, at the same time, 
we are working in some, let's say, rules and about the security avatars, uh, legal entities, which I think that uh, because we really think that this is a, a business for the present and the future, there are a lot of things that has to be uh, regulated. So for me, it's really a, an incredible opportunity because I can collaborate and I can exchange experiences with people from many different scenarios and we can learn and we can share these experiences, which is really the key of this kind of organization. Awesome. Yep, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, we're also part of the Metaverse Standards Forum as part of Reply. And I, what I really appreciate about this initiative is um, it's not just like an initiative that was started from like some organization, but in fact, um, it has all the fund founding members are all the big players in the field, right? You have all the big companies and also the smaller companies and you know folks like us that are that are part of this uh, Metaverse Standards Forum and you know appreciate always the meetings and learning a lot as well. And I totally see how this is going forward in in a direction that will make these Metaverse experiences interoperable. Absolutely, big, yeah, absolutely. This is the, the big grand challenge is like, um, we have these isolated Metaverse platforms, if you will, uh, but having interoperability between each other and being able to jump between these worlds seamlessly, taking your avatar with you and, uh, you know, we can exchange ideas and talk with each other uh, remotely. I mean, you're, you're in Spain, right? I'm in Germany and look at this, we can, <laughs> We can hang out here and, and do amazing things. Now the next step is making this um, interoperable with each other and having um, more opportunities, right? Well, Absolutely, Renet, yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, let's stand up here and then we can um, do a little little final tour maybe. Um, yep. And then I would say, first of all, thanks so much everyone that joined us here today for our Meta Minutes. And uh, and thank you so much, Carlos, for showing us your amazing um, world that you created here and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. Thank you very much, Rene. As I told you, uh, it's really a pleasure to share these moments with you. And this uh, space is open for the international community. So we can have more meetings here. We can have panels. We can invite people all around the world to talk about their experiences and to share ideas with all the entrepreneurs and the startups that are working in this field. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. Um, maybe you want to point out also the URL or something where folks can access this? Or should they reach yeah. out to you? Yeah. I can say it out loud. It's framevr.io slash mig dash theater. Okay, great. Thank you very much. That's where you can access this. And of course, we can also uh, put a link in, in the description there. Well, and thanks everyone for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Watch our blog, follow our social media, and subscribe to our Reply podcast on your favorite podcast platforms to not miss any further episodes. And of course, you can watch all the previous and upcoming episodes always at reply.com including the video. And if you're just listening to this episode, I would highly recommend check out the video because we actually were in the Metaverse world of Colos and you can see it in all the beauty there. And with that, I thank you so much. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.